Hey, you crazy bastards. Welcome back to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 15. This is Burning Teslas with Michael A. Gonzalez. Man, if you haven't caught Acts 1 through 3, you really need to go back and watch them. And if you're on YouTube, I'll put a little link here where you can go back to Act 1 and check out all the background. If you're sticking with me and you haven't seen them, the real quick tour is this. Michael Gonzalez figured out how to buy Teslas from Tesla by starting an ACH transfer. It's basically a bank transfer to pay the remaining balance on several Teslas. We saw five different Teslas ranging from about $50,000 to $150,000. And they would deliver the cars with all the paperwork needed to title and register them or resell them to Michael Gonzalez. And then the check would bounce electronically and he would have the car and wouldn't the only thing he would pay was $2,500 down payment and then he would sell these cars and make a whole shit ton of money so with that that's the Tesla side there's this whole running theme where he has this drug problem and he has he's been using um, opiates and um, I believe we talked about cocaine at one point he's been trying to physically harm or kill his baby mama, KC, was her initials. He tried to hit her with a truck. He tried to go out and purchase a gun a few different times and has been rejected for it. And one of them, he actually said, I'm not under investigation for anything important. And actually, he was under investigation for trying to hurt his baby mama. In my opinion, tried to kill her with uh, trying to hit her with a truck. He didn't tell him about that and he still tried to get a gun and they figured it out and they charged him with it. So we have a lot of these crimes floating around and they all kind of come together at once and he's going to be sentenced for all these different things at different periods of time. And I'm going to kind of walk you through it in this act. So with that, the first thing that they did is they went into the sentencing for his firearm charge, arguably probably the least worst of his charges that he has against them because this is the one where he lied on a form. He didn't actually get a firearm in his hands, thankfully, because he may have used it. I mean, he tried to hit her with a truck. He hit other vehicles trying to hit her with the truck. So thank God he didn't get a, a firearm in his hand. He only got to lie on the form for it. So when he was sentenced in May 12th of 2021, he was already been in jail. We talked about these jailhouse calls where he said he had to get rid of Tesla's. Well, He'd already been in jail. They said, time served. You're good there. You're going to be on three years of supervised release. Now, if you've watched any of our episodes, when we tell you about these supervised release, they have a lot of conditions. One of the main conditions there is you can't use drugs. Okay. I've never seen one where it, they allow them to use drugs. Usually the first condition is you will not use any form of drug. Okay. Keep that in mind because... Michael Gonzalez has been using drugs throughout this whole episode. So a little later that year, August 26th of 2021, there's the Tesla indictment. So this firearm charge was a different thing. Now the Tesla crimes, those start coming to light for him. They charge him with five counts of possessing and selling a stolen vehicle because there's five Teslas involved. And what they do is they, attach each count to one of those Teslas, each one that I presented to you throughout this episode. And then they attach the VIN number. So that's just how it looks in the court documents. At this point, 
Gonzalez is arrested again. Usually, usually, if a defendant doesn't have a real big criminal background, if they're not a flight risk, they'll bond out. They'll have to pay a certain amount of money and they're allowed to be out. And if they're, if they don't come back to court, then basically the court takes that money and then they go issue a arrest warrant and they get that person. That wasn't the case for Michael Gonzalez. He was just detained up front because this guy has been a whole world of shit since the beginning. I mean, he's been trying to get guns. He's been trying to hit people with cars. He's been, you know, these Teslas. He's just been in trouble from the beginning. Now, when he was on pretrial release, he admitted to using cocaine. Remember earlier I said there's probation conditions and you can't use drugs and all that kind of stuff. Well, here he is on this case where they're talking about his freedom prior to trial. And somewhere along, along the line, he goes, yeah, I use cocaine. Actually, I put it in my water bottle to stay awake. Well, that goes against his probation conditions. It goes against conditions that they were considering for his pre-trial release. And they just said, fuck it, you're detained, man. You're just going to be detained until trial. And this was March 18th of 2022. I imagine time in the pokey probably made him think because September 29th of 2022, so a few months later that year, he pled guilty to all five counts. Not one, not two, not three, all five counts. And that's pretty rare. Usually these cases I see a defendant will plead guilty to a subset of what they're charged with. This one and some of the cases coming up, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. You'll see people pleading guilty to the whole shebang, which is, in my opinion, statistically anomalous. I think it's because he had all these other charges like his firearm charge and there's aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and all that other stuff. So sometimes defendants are released until sentencing too, while they argue how much sentencing is going to be, because it could be probation, it could be jail time, who knows? Well, not in the case of Michael Gonzalez, because in October 5th, 2022, they said, fucker, you're staying in jail and you're staying in jail because you have a prior criminal history. You participate in cr crimes while out on probation, parole, or supervision. You have a history of violence and use of weapons, and you have a history of alcohol and substance abuse. For all those reasons, you're staying in jail until we sentence you. And again, remember, all these things are going on simultaneously for him. So on January 24th of 2023, his firearm probation, remember I said he had three years for that. He had time served and three years supervised release. Well, they said, you use drugs. So that's revoked as well. Unbelievable, right? I mean, it's like he screws himself at every turn. So using drugs, he just screwed himself on his prior case. So that supervised release, now he's got to deal with that issue as well. And that's different, different to what he's dealing with with Tesla. So in the firearm case, they decided, you know, you use drugs, we told you not to. So now you're going to prison for six months just on that. And when you get out, you're on another two years supervised release where he's going to have to stay off drugs. Now, do you think he's going to stay off drugs? I don't know. If he gets sleepy, he might put some cocaine in a water bottle and start drinking it. You never know with Michael Gonzalez. So then we get back to the Tesla sentencing on October 12th of 2023. So this is just a few weeks ago from when I recorded this. They put him in prison 
48 months. So four years on each count concurrent. So it means he serves all five counts concurrently. So four years total. He is forced probably for everybody's benefit here to be in the federal the Bureau of Prisons 500-hour residential drug and alcohol re rehabilitation program. If that's not available for any reason, he has to participate in a non-resident substance abuse program. So they're basically saying you have to get in some substance abuse program. We don't care where it is, but you have to get in one because this drug problem, it, it makes you, you keep coming back because of it. For the Tesla sentencing, he's on a three-year supervised release. Now, do you think he's going to stay off drugs? I don't know. I hope he does. But if he uses drugs again, he can land himself back in prison, even if he serves out that four years. So if he serves out that four years and then drinks cocaine on year five, he would have to go back because that would be a violation. So hopefully he will stay clean in those three years. And again, they go in there and they say, hey, when you're released, you have to go through substance abuse treatment, yada, yada, yada just like they did in the other conditions. Now, for his Tesla sentencing, they have a restitution to Tesla Motors of just over $493,000. And I always get to this point in this case, and I'm like, how is this fucker going to pay for this, right? I mean, may, maybe he has the money saved away from his Teslas that he bought and sold. I doubt it. I doubt he did, but how do you pay a half a million dollars? Even if you have a clean record and have a, a good job, that's a, that's like a house. So what happened is in the court paperwork, just to make sure he makes some payments, they said, you, sir, are going to make 10% payments of your gross monthly income until it's paid in full for life until it's paid in full to Tesla. So yeah. Oh yeah. And I do see here, there's actually, they, they actually did find a forfeiture, a forfeiture money judgment in the amount of $231,000, actually almost $232,000. So that must've been the money that he made off selling those Teslas. They probably had that left over in some banks somewhere and they just clawed it back. Okay. So some final thoughts. That's it. That's the end of this crazy case. And you got to admit with me, that's, that's, that was, that was a whole shitload of stuff he did. So four years for about $500,000 in this case, same amount of years for less amount of dollars that you saw people get in prior cases. So weigh that for what it's worth. I know that he had a violent tendency in here. And I think that was the reason that there was more years for less amount of money. If it, if you ask me, that's just my opinion. Now, if you're at the end of this and you go, how does this ACH transfer scheme like this? How does this, how is it still allowed? I have no idea. I have no idea. We are so connected right now. You would think that at worst, at worst, a bank could figure out within a couple of hours, whether or not that they were going to get paid through a transfer. Now take this with a grain of salt. I'm not a banker. I don't get behind the scenes with that whole transfer process, but it just seems like we're on computers and that whole process could be not days and weeks that we saw in this case where they figured out, uh-oh, he didn't pay, but rather minutes and hours and hopefully seconds even. And at the end of the day, Adam Newman from WeWork called and just said, hey, Michael Gonzalez, I want my hair back. 
Now, before I give you a preview of next week's case, which I'm going to stick on to the big hair theme. Wait until you see this guy's picture. I want to tell you a little bit how to reach us. So if there's anything you like in this episode, like, subscribe, follow, thumbs up, whatever it is on your application, please click it. If you haven't been to our website, you can go there and get to all our episodes. You can listen to audio versions there and everything. It's just ecrimebites.com. Bite spelled the computer way. Y as in yellow milk. So it's B-Y-T-E-S is how it's spelled. And if you go there, we got all our social media and everything linked across the top. Now, please do come back next week because I'm putting a preview up on your screen now of this individual I'm going to be covering next week. And this is selling fraudulent internet addresses with Amir Goldston. Now, Amir, he's, he's carrying on with our big hair theme. And if you don't know what selling fraudulent internet addresses means, don't worry. I put that in there. I have a more, a slightly more technical topic here for my computer folks. So they get to hear more about like addressing on the internet, but I'm going to boil this down to layman where we're going to be talking about it. Like it's houses and addresses and telephone numbers and addresses. It's not the internet addresses themselves that are important to this story. That's just the thing he's selling fraudulently. And there's this whole fraudulent scheme behind there. That's easily understandable and just kind of a crazy scheme. And it's a very short, um, you know, we're going to get through it very quickly and just get to the punchlines and um, talk about what it is Amir did. And it's, he makes a lot of money on this and it's just not something that you would normally hear about. And since it was a different type of case, I thought I'd bring it to you next week. So I hope you come back and join me on that. And with that, hope to see you then. Thanks. Bye.